Safety Net Studio presents. Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it. Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and with the lull at the theaters, let's go back in time a little bit for A24's Talk to Me. Light the candle to open the door. Blow it out to close it. Put your hand on it. Now say, talk to me. Insane stuff. You mean insane stuff? What if we open the door but we didn't shut it? Oh my god, they followed us! I like you. They're not gonna stop. They're never gonna stop. They like you. to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand. They become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. Written by the team of Danny Filippo, Bill Hinsman, and Daly Pearson, and directed by Danny and Michael Filippo, Talk to Me stars Sophie Wilde as Mia, Zoe Tarek as Haley, Miranda Otto as Sue, Joe Bird as Riley, and features Alexandra Jansen, Otis Danji, Chris Alasio, Ari McCarthy, and Marcus Johnson. Well, 2024 is off to a real slow start theatrically, so I figured it's a good time to take a step back, hit up a streaming service like Netflix, Netflix and find something that I missed while it was in the theaters. This time around, it's an Australian horror movie that actually has solid reviews. We're talking 95% on Rotten Tomatoes solid. Story-wise, this is a really cool movie. This possessed, severed, and casted hand has the ability to conjure ghosts and allow the holder of the hand to be possessed by malevolent spirits using specific code phrases. This group of rowdy Australian teens use the hand like an addictive drug in order to experience, laugh, and ultimately get high from the spirits. Now that said, it's an A24 horror movie, so much like their other features like Hereditary, Green Room, and Pearl, what this movie is on the surface isn't what the full film will be. It did have some pretty predictable moments, but it also had some jarring ones as well. Acting-wise, this movie was very well done. Considering that this was Sophie Wilde's first feature film, and one where she was the lead nonetheless, she comes across as a true vet. Her fear, her rage, and her possession scenes are absolute show-stealers, while the rest of the cast is a mix of minor characters and people that you want to reach through the screen and strangle just for being so careless. At the end of the day, though, this is a horror movie, so nobody is over-the-top exceptional, but nobody is a slouch either. I will also admit here that I needed to turn the subtitles on as some of the fast-talking Aussie accents were a little tough for me to follow in the mood that I was in. Thankfully, on Netflix, that's a simple button press. Overall, Talk To Me is a really cool original horror movie. It can be a bit strange and artsy at times, but it moves away from the horror movies that tend to be driven by their score rather than their content. The movie has a few solid jump scares, but leaves you with a sense of unease just from the jump off. Its short one hour and 35 minute runtime left me wanting a bit more, but with its box office and critical success, it already has a sequel titled Talk To Me, the number two, that's expected to be released in late 2024 or even early 2025. I give Talk To Me an A. 
Well, the weather is feeling great, and so should you. Nick and the team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with a couple of trailers. Coming soon to a motion picture theater near you. First, let's take a look at the Bill Skarsgård starring Sam Raimi produced film, Boy Kills World. This was never a great city, but it was ours. Are you with me? Always. Until Hilda Vanderkoit took it from us. This is how she keeps control. They call it the calling. They're all gonna watch and cheer as you die. That's me, facing televised execution by breakfast cereal mascots. Not my happiest day. But let me take you back to an even worse one. The day the Vanderkoys killed my family and left me deaf and mute. So, I made a three-step plan. Step one, give myself an inner voice. I took the last one I remembered from this video game. Player one wins! Step two, get stronger. A lot stronger. And step three, join a team. Welcome to the resistance. Yeah, go, go team. The mission is simple. Make the Vanderkoys pay for what they have done. Insert crazy action montage. You fall in love. You never comes to Hopper. You know how hard it is to get a serial company to sponsor mass murder. Boy Kills World focuses on a deaf and mute character, Boy, who navigates this depressing world with his otherworldly imagination. Tragedy strikes when Boy's family is brutally murdered. When his fight or flight instincts kick in, Boy finds himself on a life-threatening trek into the darkly forested jungle. There he meets a shaman who takes Boy under his wing and launches him into a cutthroat coming-of-age journey, where he encourages his new pupil to leave his youth behind and pick up a baton as a highly trained assassin. Skarsgård is joined by Yayan Ruhian from the Raid Redemption Andrew Koji from Warrior, Azaya Mustafa, Famke Jansen, Brett Gelman, Charlotte Copley, Quinn Copeland, twin brothers Cameron and Nicholas Cravetti, Michelle Dockery, and if you didn't recognize that voice, that's Archer and Bob H. John Benjamin. Boy Kills World releases in theaters on April 26th. The next trailer worth taking a look at is Eli Roth's video game adaptation of Borderlands. 
Would you look at that? A ladder! Unfortunately, my design doesn't facilitate this type of... Well... Destiny awaits. Legend has it that there's this massive treasure hidden in some secret vault. And if you go hunting for it, you'd better take any help you can get. Because it's on the weirdest, most dangerous dumpster fire of a world in the universe. God, I hate this planet. What is that smell? Pisquage gully. Ew! Put the window up! I don't want to! Roll the window up! Roll the window up! It's Pete. It's Pete. Why do you think it's called Pisswash? How did I get the name? It's in my mouth! Do you know how many people have died? Looking for this vault? We have something they don't, baby girl. Okay. What? Major issues. Time to make it rain! With your body parts! What did I tell you? Minimal no explosions! I said no explosions! Bigger. What are you doing? I needed a gun. So you asked for it. There's only one of you in the world. You're special. Uh-oh. Kill them all. Right now. I'm expelling the excess lead. I can't go if you're looking at me. Actually, scrap that. I can. I really can. Actually, it's helping. Are we really ready for this to finish? Keep looking at me. Lilith, an infamous outlaw with a mysterious past, reluctantly returns to her home planet of Pandora to find the missing daughter of the universe's most powerful SOB, Atlas. Lilith forms an alliance with an unexpected team. Roland, a former elite mercenary, now desperate for redemption. Tiny Tina, a feral preteen demolitionist. Krieg, Tina's muscle-bound, rhetorically challenged protector. Tannis, the scientist with a tenuous grip on sanity. And Claptrap, a persistently wise-ass robot. These unlikely heroes must battle alien monsters and dangerous bandits to find and protect the missing girl who may hold the key to unimaginable power. The fate of the universe could be in their hands, but they'll be fighting for something more, each other. The film stars Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Edgar Ramirez, Jamie Lee Curtis, Ariana Greenblatt, Florian Montanau, Jack Black, Haley Bennett, Oliver Richters, Gina Gershon, Cheyenne Jackson, and so many more. Borderlands hits theaters on August 9th. In other upcoming projects, it was announced that the John Wick spin-off Ballerina starring Anna de Armas has been pushed back a full year 
with its release date changing from June 7th of 2024 to June 6th of 2025. Deadline is reporting that the release date pushed gives Ballerina the opportunity to do some reshoots, with John Wick architect Chad Stileski working with director Len Wiseman on, quote, additional action sequences for the movie to amp it up even more than it is. Alongside Anna de Armas, Ballerina stars Ian McShane as Winston, the late Lance Reddick as Karen, and Angelica Houston as the director. The release date of June 7th, 2024 didn't stay vacant long, as it was announced that Rupert Sanders' upcoming reboot of The Crow has officially taken the spot. The Crow reboot stars Bill Skarsgård in the title role. Soulmates Eric Draven and Shelley Webster are brutally murdered when the demons of her past catch up with them. Given the chance to save his true love by sacrificing himself, Eric sets out to seek merciless revenge on their killers, traversing the worlds of the living and the dead to put the wrong things right. Alongside Skarsgård, The Crow stars FKA Twigs as Shelley Webster, Danny Houston, Laura Byrne, Sammy Buajila, and Jordan Bolger. In casting news, it was announced that Laura Harrier from the White Men Can't Jump reboot and Black Klansman has officially signed on to join Nicolas Cage and Bill Skarsgård for the upcoming sequel to Lord of War. Lords of War will follow Anton as he tries to top his father's wrongs instead of stopping them as he launches a mercenary army to fight America's Middle East conflicts. It was also announced that Letter Kenny and the Changeling actress Clark Bacco has now joined the upcoming sequel, Venom 3. Bacco, who played Rosie in Letterkenny, is joining Tom Hardy, who's playing Eddie Brock, aka Venom, alongside Juno Temple and Chawidal Ijafor, who are in roles that remain a mystery. Bacco's role is also being kept under wraps, as is the plot synopsis for the film. In other projects, it was announced that Reacher star Alan Richson and actor Kevin James are teaming up for an upcoming action comedy titled Playdate. According to Deadline, Playdate follows a down-on-his-luck man named Brian, played by Kevin James, who is just fired from his job and becomes an unexpected stay-at-home dad to his 10-year-old son. On his first day, he accepts a playdate invitation from Jeff, played by Alan Richson, another stay-at-home dad who turns out to be an unexpected loose cannon. The two fathers and their son spend the day on the run, facing a deadly conspiracy. Hot off her nomination for the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress, America Ferreira has signed on to a leading role opposite Matthew McConaughey in Paul Greengrass's upcoming wildfire drama titled The Lost Bus. The film is based off of Lizzie Johnson's novel Paradise, One Town's Struggle to Survive an American Wildfire, centering on the 2018 Camp Fire. That fire was California's deadliest and most destructive wildfire in history. Named after Camp Creek Road, the fire began on November 8th of 2018 in Northern California's Butte County. The fire started when a faulty electric transmission line malfunctioned. The film will tell the story through the eyes and experience of Kevin McKay, a brave bus driver, and Mary Ludwig, a schoolteacher who helped navigate a bus full of children through the wildfire as the blazes crept towards the town of Paradise. The fire ended up killing 85 people and destroyed the majority of the town of Paradise. Deadline is reporting that Tom Cruise is set to star in a new film coming from director Alejandro Iñárritu. This film will mark the director's first English-language movie since The Revenant. Plot details are being kept under wraps, but it is known that Iñárritu co-wrote the script with Sabina Berman and Birdman co-writers Alexander Daimleris and Nicholas Giacobone. In other upcoming projects, director Sam Mendes has officially signed on to do four feature films surrounding each member of the historic rock band The Beatles. Mendes's vision involves having each movie tell the story from each Beatles point of view and will interconnect with the other films. Mendes's production company, Neil Street Productions, will partner with Sony Pictures Entertainment for the films, with Mendes on board as the director of all four. According to Deadline, 
this will be marking the first time Apple Corps Limited and Beatles members Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, as well as the families of John Lennon and George Harrison have ever granted the full life story and music rights for a scripted film. It was also announced this past week that Rogue One director Gareth Edwards has signed on to direct the new Jurassic World film after a deal failed to materialize with director David Leach. The new film is expected to relaunch the franchise with a fresh take, which means that neither Chris Pratt nor Bryce Dallas Howard are expected to return. It's also unlikely that original trilogy stars Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill, or Laura Dern will be back either. That said, the new film is expected to be written by original film screenwriter David Kep and already has a July 2nd, 2025 release date. Following the shelving of his adaptation of the Stephen King novel Salem's Lot, Gary Doberman has signed a first-look feature deal with Sony's Screen Gems, where he is expected to create projects for himself while curating a slate featuring established and up-and-coming filmmakers. One of the projects he has on the go is a film adaptation of the video game Until Dawn, which is expected to be directed by David F. Sandberg. Deadline is also stating that he is going to be producing a film called Ushers, which is based on an upcoming short story from author Joe Hill, who also happens to be the son of writer Stephen King. Ushers was announced last month on social media, which is going to be included in an anthology called New Demons, which will be launching on Kickstarter soon. Hill wrote, quote, I wrote half a dozen short stories last year. I don't know which is best, but Ushers was my particular favorite. Over in the rumor mill, the long-rumored Ferris Bueller's Day Off spinoff titled Sam and Victor's Day Off officially has a director in David Katzenberg. According to industry insider Jeff Snyder, Katzenberg has signed on to direct the film featuring the two valets who borrowed Cameron's father's Ferrari to drive through the streets of Chicago on a joyride. Sam and Victor's Day Off will be Katzenberg's feature directorial debut after helming a number of television episodes for shows like The Goldbergs, Young Rock, 911 Lone Star, The Mighty Ducks Game Changers, and Riverdale. It was also announced that Dwayne Johnson's Seven Bucks Productions will be making a Ric Flair biopic, with Johnson announcing the project earlier this week. He said, quote, As a kid who grew up in professional wrestling, I idolized the nature boy Ric Flair. He was a hero to me. And once I broke into the wrestling business and began to spill my own sweat and blood, my reverence for Ric turned to respect. Because I realized just how rare and impossible it is to disrupt the wrestling business, culture, and truly change the game. And that's exactly what Ric Flair did. This project is personal, and we can't wait to tell his unbelievable story. As always, thank you for the house, Rick. While no stars have been announced, Chris Pratt and Sebastian Stan had both been linked to the biopic at various points, but Flair himself has said that he would prefer that Bradley Cooper be the star. Moving to the small screen, Netflix released a trailer for their upcoming project based on Guy Ritchie's film of the same name, The Gentleman. The Gentleman sees Eddie Horniman, played by Theo James, unexpectedly inherit his father's sizable country estate, only to discover it's part of a clandestine cannabis empire. Moreover, many unsavory characters from Britain's criminal underworld want a piece of the operation. Determined to extricate his family from their clutches, Eddie tries to play the gangsters at their own game. However, as he gets sucked into the world of criminality, he begins to find a taste for it. The project also features Ray Winstone and Kaya Scodelario, and will feature eight episodes all premiering on Netflix on March 7th. It was also announced that Netflix is greenlighting a documentary series surrounding the Montreal Expo's move from Montreal in 2004 to become the Washington Nationals. The series will be produced in Montreal by a local company called Attraction, which had recently signed a deal to produce French-language documentaries for the streamer. As of now, it's unknown if this project will be in French, English, or a mixture of both. Over at Prime, it was announced via deadline that the series Blue Mountain State is getting a sequel 
series. Alan Richson would be reprising his role as Thad Castle, while Darren Brooks and Chris Romano are also expected to return as Alex Moran and Sammy Cacciatore. The original series premiered on Spike TV in 2010 and aired for three seasons before it was cancelled. It was then followed up by a Kickstarter-funded movie titled Blue Mountain State, The Rise of Thadland. The series followed three incoming freshmen attending Midwestern college football powerhouse Blue Mountain State who must quickly adapt to college life and juggle football, girls, classes, and nonstop hazing. Prime also announced that the upcoming Season 4 of The Boys will kick off on June 13th with three episodes. In Season 4, the world is on the brink. Victoria Newman is closer than ever to the Oval Office and under the muscly thumb of Homeland who is consolidating his power. Butcher, with only months to live, has lost Becca's son and his job as the boys' leader. The rest of the team are fed up with his lies. With the stakes higher than ever, they have to find a way to work together and save the world before it's too late. Over at Max, it was announced that the David Zaslav series The Hedge Knight, which is a spin-off set in George R.R. Martin's Land of Dragons of Game of Thrones, is officially titled A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, The Hedge Knight. It was also confirmed by Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav that the series will premiere in late 2025 on Max. Zaslav said, quote, Looking ahead, we've got one of the best lineups in the history of HBO. This next quarter will have Hacks and House of the Dragon, followed by DC's The Penguin and the new Dune series. Then in 2025, we'll kick off the year with a new season of The White Lotus, followed by The Last of Us and Euphoria, just to name a few. The Hedge Knight, which was written by George R.R. R. Martin, has the following synopsis. A century before the events of Game of Thrones, two unlikely heroes wandered Westeros. A young, naive, and courageous knight, Sir Duncan the Tall, and his diminutive squire, Egg. Set in the age where the Targaryen line still holds the Iron Throne and the memory of the last dragon has not yet passed from living memory, great destinies, powerful foes, and dangerous exploits all await these improbable and incomparable friends. Sticking with Max a moment longer, according to The Hollywood Reporter, David Zaslav revealed that he met with J.K. Rowling a few weeks ago in London to discuss the upcoming Harry Potter series. Zaslav said, quote, We've not been shy about our excitement around Harry Potter. The last film was made more than a dozen years ago. I was in London a few weeks ago with Casey, referring to HBO and Max chief Casey Bloys and Channing, WBD-TV chief Channing Dungy, and we spent some real time with JK and her team. Both sides are thrilled to be reigniting this franchise. Our conversations were great, and we couldn't be more excited about what's ahead. We can't wait to share a decade of new stories with fans around the world on Max. The new project, which was announced last year, is expected to be authentic to the original books and bring Harry Potter and his incredible adventures to new audiences around the world. Each season will follow a single book, and the project is expected to premiere in 2026. And finally, we end today on the announcement that the winners of this year's SAG Awards have been unveiled, with Oppenheimer taking the Guild's top honor for Film of the Year. Some of the other major awards include Outstanding Performance by a Cast in a Motion Picture being won by Oppenheimer, Lily Gladstone from Killers of the Flower Moon winning Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a Leading Role, Killian Murphy from Oppenheimer winning Best Performance by a Male Actor in a Leading Role, Divine Joy Randolph from The Holdovers winning Performance by a Female Actor in a Supporting Role, Robert Downey Jr. from Oppenheimer winning Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Supporting Role, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 
one winning for outstanding action performance by a stunt ensemble, while the television winners included Succession, Pedro Pascal for The Last of Us, Elizabeth Debicki for The Crown, Ali Wong for Beef, Steven Yoon for Beef, while the crew from The Bear cleaned up in the comedy series category. If you're looking to book a get-together, why not add a little bit of fear? At Killer Noob Escapes at 740B Century Street, we offer the city's only two-hour escape experience, starting with Part 1, The Fun House, followed by Part 2, The Upstairs. We also feature a two-person room called Buried Alive. Hold your gathering in our private dining room for free if you book Part 1 and Part 2, all while being surrounded by the screams of Puddles' victims. Book today at KillerNoobEscapes.com. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, apparently it was the hand of someone who could connect with the dead, right? So everyone around him thought, let's just cut his hand off. White people crap, man. I tell you. <laughs>